0: Welcome to Map It Marketing for small business owners who want to become more confident and capable in their marketing. I'm Rachel Clava, and I'm a small business owner just like you. I've learned that there are so many different things that we are supposed to do all the time and trying to work it all out is quite frankly often very confusing. In this podcast we're going to explore what those things are and whether you need to pay attention to them. Ready? Let's get started. Welcome to our first episode of 2022. It is Rachel Claver, your host, and today we've got a great guest, Shelley Davies, who is one of my all time favorite people, talking about how she changed the course of her business. Welcome to Mappet Marketing and thank you so much for joining us today. If it's your first day, you've decided you're going to start listening to my podcast for some reason as a New Year's resolution, well, I believe this is a great podcast to listen to. If you're an old friend, welcome back and thank you so much. I hope you've had a great break. We're going to talk about how Shelly changed the course of her business today. She launched a course last year and it far exceeded her expectations on launch week. I'll let her tell you about that. But first, I wanted to share you a little bit about Shelly. She's a straight talker. She has got a heart the size of the world, has got the kindness and grace to care and deeply love people but it's mixed with a real straight talker style, prepared to take no bullshit, no prisoners, and clearly communicate what she wants to do. And that's how she's built her business. She's a plain language expert and she trains people face to face and online how to write and communicate clearly with no extra frillery and rubbish like that. So we're going to talk to her today about how she changed her life and changed her business, about creating this course and what else happened around it, and then what that has led her to be able to do this year in 2022. This is important for us because we often forget as business owners that we get to choose the course of how we shape our lives, including our businesses, and our businesses should serve the goals that we have for all of our life so let's get ready to listen to Shelley about how she changed the course of her business. And welcome to another episode of Map It Marketing. Thank you so much for tuning in every week. And I have got a great guest for you today. So you're going to be really pleased that you tuned in today. Uh, Shelley Davies is a total powerhouse. I've already told you that in the intro, but I am going to get her to introduce herself to you so you can find out why she is so amazing. And then we're going to get talking about how to transition or move through the different journeys of the different episodes of career of your life. I think that's how we're going to do it, right, Shelley? Sounds good. Sounds good. So tell us a bit about yourself, Shelley. Yes, here I am, a total powerhouse. a total powerhouse. Badass.
1: No, um, <laughs> really, Shelly Davies, complete and utter dick, and just willing to lean more and more and more into myself at all stages of my life, because I can't stand not knowing what would happen if I didn't. Mm. So every time I get a, a glimpse into, oh, this thing feels right, oh, I can see myself showing up slightly differently. Oh, we should try more of that. And I I never, I'm not a planner. I'm not strategic, at least not consciously. I was a high school English teacher. I taught at a bunch of universities. I was in the right place at the right time when someone handed me his writing training business. So then for nearly a decade, I've trained. Oh, you did not know that? That's how it started. Yeah, yeah. Right place, right time. My 89 year old Nana asked me to do something that I didn't want to do. And so then I was in the right place and he was like, hey, you want this business? And I was like, fuck, seriously? And yeah. And so for nearly a decade, I've been training government departments and and corporates and all, all kinds of industries and sectors in plain language which I hadn't heard about until you know almost a decade ago and um, recently I've launched my online school the school of unprofessional writing which I'm so excited about and so yeah you've been in and out of my
0: journey a few times and definitely I just yeah just having fun man but but I think one of the things, the reason I wanted you on the show, which is all of that, like I learned something which was really awesome already about Shelley, which is great. Mm-hmm. And we've got a link to the sh- to the unlearning business writing business running for unlearning. Oh, what is it What's it called again? Tell it again. The, cool. right word. the school of unprofessional writing the School of Unprofessional Writing. And I think it is a really important thing because especially small business owners, we often feel we've got to sound fancier than we are. So we try and use these big words and we try and make things sound all official, but plain language wins over official language all the time.
1: Yeah, and there are two things that come up in my mind when you say that, and let's make sure that we that we cover this off. Um, one is about the plain language, but the other is about how our brands need to be aligned right because as I was building the school of unprofessional writing I named it something different had almost a complete and utter meltdown and then figured out what the problem was so let's make sure we cover that off as we talk about tell
0: us about that now because that's really interesting oh gosh okay all right all all you 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 offered it (laughs) yeah 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 no 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 so
1: so in-person training is my jam. I love being in a room with people. You came into my, um, you know, we came into each other's worlds when I wanted to start positioning myself more in terms of speaking and I had a line of merch that I wanted to play with. And so it's just kind of playing with various things. I always knew that I needed to do online learning. Like you can't scale up a one-person In person training business, uh, it gets to a point where there's only one of you. We're at
0: this point ourselves. So, this is speaking to me like it's interesting. I feel like you're going to, you're going to. You're going to motivate me here, Shelley, so I'm loving
1: it. <laughs> You've done all the things too. I, I took a good 12 months at one point deciding, okay, it's time to scale. What does that look like in my world? And playing with the various options, you know, just playing through scenarios. Decided I did not want to bring on other people to do what I do because that would mean it would take me away from my joy. I would have to start managing people and managing a brand, whereas I'm just doing my magic I can adjust and shift and change anytime I want to, right? Because it's me, but, but I didn't, yeah. So I decided not to do that. So then I was like, okay, it's time to do some online courses because I was surrounded by amazing businesswomen and they're all building these online empires. And I was like, yes, I need to do it. And I tried and it failed. Have you also and it, been there? <laughs> yeah, it just it just didn't take off. I, it, I was like, I know the content's good because I deliver it in person and people love it, but... For some reason it's not working and I'm a big believer in not trying to push through if something isn't working. If there's too much resistance, just just listen to it.
0: Can I just before then, you jump in there? Can I just say that what's critical here? And it's something you and I both do is we don't we have lots of failures. We have a lot of failures in that regard. But but we have jumped in enough to check to see if it fits with us. And I think that's really important is to find the right thing that you found. You probably had to do a lot of that jumping in to other things that didn't fit. Yeah, yeah,
1: you have to yeah. try everything. But also I think it's really important to to know that, okay, is it a failure or is it a like... I knew I was just trialing something, huh? The yes. test it's showed really it worked. Cool. Yes. yes. So yes. I would call them failures, but at the same time, I don't carry them. No, I like don't carry me. them either. Yeah, absolutely no? not. No, you have to be willing. To trial things and know that the purpose of a trial is to find
0: out if it's and to cut it and not keep persevering if it's not working. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So so earlier, earlier this year, I was part of some online learning, and it just kind of parted the clouds for me. And I was like, oh, I can see a way that I can do this Mm. in a way that leverages off all of my strengths um, in a way that because I know. I know my weaknesses too, right? And some people don't like going the way, whatever. the things I'm not great at and I'm never going to be great at them. And I can keep pushing shit uphill and trying to be better at them. Or I can go, oh no, nope, never going there. And I saw a way that I could do these courses that wasn't going to put me into an unsustainable place. And so I started building, like I had some content. I was like, cool, I had a little play. I got a couple of people to support me who knew their stuff. Yeah. And then we went into lockdown and I was like, oh, three days of lockdown. I can build courses for three days. And then we went into lockdown for two weeks and I was like, I can keep building for two weeks. And basically uh, from from concept to launch was five weeks and six days.
0: That's incredible. I had no idea it was that quick. And it was just
1: serendipitous, right? Because I I couldn't have had a plan that in our next lockdown, I will build an online empire. Like I just just couldn't have. And, And I think... Because of all the things that you and I are going to talk about today, I think because of having a brand that's completely in alignment with who I am mm. and that even when I wanted to do a new thing and even that involved creating a new brand, it still had to be in complete alignment. Now, here is where the story comes in. I was just going to do online courses as part of ShellyDavies.com. Mm. Just, just here, here are my in-person offerings, here are my online offerings. And then it just kind of kept growing and it kept growing. And each day I had new ideas and I was like, oh, this could be a school. Actually, I can see how this could be a school that is kind of off to the side of me and that I could bring other people in to contribute to the school. And I think that I can think bigger than I have been thinking. And so I called it the School of Professional Writing and I woke up the next day with this feeling of dread in the pit of my stomach and pushed through this feeling of anxiety and dread and total imposter syndrome for the next two days of filming content because the whole time I was filming content I was like oh people are going to think you aren't professional enough oh it's not polished enough oh it's not this oh it's not that and I was like fuck and I I stopped like like day three I got up I was like this is not okay what's going on I did a brand exercise brand Shelley is these things mm. the school is these things and by the time I got through that I was like oh duh. it's not the school of professional writing it's a school of unfucking fucking professional writing you guys this is about breaking it all down and I'm sorry if any of your audience doesn't like swearing because oh no, know. they're gonna have to get used to it I probably should. I'll put a warning at the beginning but I love oh. it you just, you don't get me without the yes. swearing, right? And this is part, That's of who whole, you are. This yeah. part of the whole brand thing. Yeah. If I was setting myself to be the expert in professional writing, then I had to hold myself to a different standard mm-hmm. than if I was like, hey, you guys, our, our ideas about professionalism suck and we're going to rip that to shreds, then that gave me permission to be all me. And that was such an interesting little point in the journey because I couldn't call it the school of professional writing it, even though part of me was like yes let's position it this way and it will have global appeal and well it turns out unprofessional writing has got a really
0: good global appeal. Yeah well, because so. it's it's you it's undeniably who you are and let's be honest like even though it's a separate brand it has to align with you because anyone that's sat in a room with you before and seen your delivery They want, when they buy, when people buy a course, they're not buying information, they're buying that, but they're buying a piece of Shelley that they can't get at the moment from having an an, in you in the room exactly
1: and it was always going to be that and then I was trying to position it in this certain way that that was moving me away you know out of alignment and so that was just such an interesting insight for me and then you know so I had this idea that I was going to bring in other experts and so I put out some feelers to in my international community for other plain language experts these are people who have got laws passed in the United States and work at high levels internationally and I'm like hey want to come play with me on the school of unprofessional writing not a single one them has not said yes
0: that's amazing
1: so so clearly the idea of deconstructing these out-of-date ideas they're not afraid to align themselves with a ballsy brand which is also a really cool kind of test of the business model right and a test of the brand and a test of the offer
0: Love it because I think like one of the things that you talk about is something I've actually just recently been going through because I've been exploring Instagram and I love Instagram but because I didn't know how to use it properly I started following a whole lot of big accounts and they all are quite structured they all have these big things going on and I was learning and I loved the learning but what I started losing was myself and I started losing the way I talk and the way I do things and I was wasn't getting the results they want they did I tried to copy what they did to do what looked proper and it didn't work and then about a couple of weeks ago I thought stuff this um and I split it and when I'm going to start using my language the way I describe things and that and ever since I did that everything has just changed
1: yeah yeah that's the thing there are so many things that we can learn and that tell us that we should do And I think we should learn because then you make educated decisions about what works, fits with you and what doesn't. So we can't just go, oh, I'm just going to follow my instincts and not educate ourselves, right? There has to be a balance in that. I'm going to educate myself as widely as I can and then I will do what feels true to me and
0: stays in alignment, right? And it's and I think too we often mix how to present something with how to do it, which are two different things. Like how to present something is our message; that's the thing. How to do it is the here's the format that you should use, and here's the the structure, the stuff that you and I as creatives can often, even though we're both really good at writing courses and those sort of things, can often struggle with because we just want someone else to show us their structure to make it faster.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. And like one example for me is any. Almost any business coach, business advisor, if you're trying to get your business off the ground and and marketer, they're going to talk to you about niching, right? They're going to talk to you about needing to have a specific niche. (gasps) And I've got a really great friend who's a business coach. And we just totally came to heads about this one time because... I wanted her advice because I was continuing to try and grow my business. I'd probably been in business for five, maybe even six years. I was turning over probably close to half a million dollars a year. So obviously what I was doing was working, right? Yes, absolutely. She, she could not get her head around. And I actually think when you and I first started working together, we might have come up against this a little bit too. Yes. About well, who are you actually speaking to? Like, yes. like let, let's really get down into this in a granular kind of way. And I'm like, no, dude if they write, if they work in an office and they write shit, they are potentially who who is coming to me. Now, if I had to pick a persona or something, then it's someone in the HR training and development space who's looking for a course for their people. Yes, But the people who click on my Google ads and stuff, it might be you working in your office. You know you want to get some training and then you're going to go to someone else to get approval for the training. So just any business person is gonna say you have to niche. Any business advisor is gonna say you have to niche. And I, and I I've always resisted that. I okay. don't still I've don't. Good news out. for you, because I've yes.
0: changed myself a little bit. <laughs> I wanna explain why I've changed. I'm sorry, I'm sitting on the ground and my, my walking board wardrobe, everybody, and my leg just went to sleep. So I'm just gonna move myself. <laughs> and this
1: <laughs> is an example, this is an example that I use of if you followed everyone's advice, yes. all of the advice. I mean
0: clearly, my business, oh, you' be so confused. so So, one of the things I really want to say around this, because this is a really good thing is that here's here's what I teach now, and it's it's actually what I've known for a while, but i I, I put it in a way that people already understood. Your target audience is not your niche, mhm. Mm-hmm. your niche is speaking plainly to crowds or to people not to mm-hmm. crowds your mm-hmm. niche is actually speaking plainly or and it's either on writing mm-hmm. or it's on truth talking about your life or it's mm-hmm. about showing up that's your niche straight talking Shelly right yep. yeah yeah I love that that's the liberating thing because then you can go I can um use that to my target audience which is big corporates and teaching magic plain language I can do that to a group of farming women to talk to them about how it's important for them to feel confident show up or whatever it is there you can niche you can target your niche right whoever the audience is and I think when I realized that that was what I wasn't conveying to people or even I didn't understand that was the most liberating thing Oh, that's just such a difference
1: right yes niche and target market are different things because I was always like well I'm speaking to people who like what I've got to say and yes. people who don't like kind I've of got to, got to say you are the uh, niche. not my niche <laughs> Your niche We <laughs> can
0: cope with f-bombs strong opinions and a freaking clever mind yep yeah, that sounds
1: good to me sounds good yeah. to me yeah, and, and now facial tattoos, apparently. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, if they don't like it, then it's sweet as. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think I that's the power too. of it. Because, so one of the things I want to ask you about this is so you've got this course that you've done, and it's a all you can eat, is that right? So basically, you've created it. You, are you going to add to it?
1: So you can purchase a single course. You can yep. purchase a specialized pathway, and you can purchase like all you can eat. So you've got That's three different three different ways of engaging. Mm-hmm. The all you can eat is what I want to sell to people because you get the most value. You get a twelve month subscription, all access to everything on the platform, and everything new that gets that that gets you. Know, so all these other experts and things, as I put all of that content on the platform, you've got access to all of it. Um, yeah, what was the question?
0: Oh, so so you've got that. So you are going to add to it as it goes on. Yeah, yeah. So when I launched
1: it, there were four specialized, there were about 18 courses, I think. Um, there were four specialized pathways that were live. There's another six specialized pathways still coming. Um, but all of those pathways have a whole bunch of foundational content that is the same across all the pathways, because I just don't think you can specialize in writing if you haven't got the foundations right. Um, and And then I just have the ability to If I saw a great document today, I could make a five-minute lesson, show you the document, show you what's amazing about it. Boom, here's an example. I just pop it onto the, you know, add it onto any course that I want. So that was one of the things that made it right for me is that I could be, I could leverage off my fluidity and organicness spontaneity that's
0: powerful right it's being able to go here's an idea so for example you know like today facebook's rebranded so i i can move that i could put that into a group and create a video and put that into a course that's what you're saying is that it's allowing you to allow your curiosity and your spark of oh this is a great teaching tool but having an audience that's actually ready to see it
1: Yeah, and so even with the specialized pathways, I've got an idea of what the specialized content will look like, but because I don't know everything, I'm going to rely on the experts that I bring in as well. So it's going to be on a particular topic, like say writing for the web, writing copy for the web, but I don't know exactly what the lessons or anything are going to be. And that just, that also means that I don't get overwhelmed or bite off more than I can chew, because if I commit to something too structured, I will fricking give up.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Like, I'll get overwhelmed. And so I I just had to tick all these boxes. And I feel really, really grateful that that it did. Uh, Am I
0: allowed to tell you and the audience what my launch week was? Yeah, because it was amazing. Can I ask you a question before this, though? Because I do want to hear. Do you think that the success that you're about to tell us with the launch week, because I'm going to split alert, it was successful. Um, do you think it would have been as easy to do that if you hadn't already spent a lot of years building a really solid community around you being yourself?
1: Yeah, Absolutely not. Uh, because yeah. it was, as far as launches go, it was fairly low key Yeah. and it was um, to a fairly small audience. Um, but, Thanks to um, yeah, I had an assistant for a long time. I had Mandy who was running my social media and I I produced the content, but she was the one that got it all out there. And so that's why things are really quiet at the moment because I haven't got a Mandy. So I've still got lots of content, but (laughs) But I'm also having
0: having a Mandy is very useful. Just having someone who can physically push the content out. That's the thing I find really hard. Because the reason I asked that is I actually have a friend who I was talking to yesterday and she's just launched a, a course and it's amazing. And she is amazing at what she does. And I asked her how it went and she was happy, but a little bit like it felt really pushy and it was big and I didn't get as many numbers as I thought I would get. And I know that's how I would have been four years ago, but I know that the thing we're about to launch next year, it will be a completely different experience because people who see, because I I want you to tell the story because it's inspiring, but I want people to know that part of that success is because you have already done a lot of hard work, many hours building an engaged community.
1: Yeah, and invested so much money over the years. So
0: much money.
1: Yeah, but yeah. employing a person full time who's basically that was their responsibility yeah. was to make to help me to do that. So I think I think that if you want to launch online things, you need two things. And I don't care what any of the um, the gazillionaires tell you about launching a course in seven days with no yeah. expertise. I don't care. I think you need two things. You need um, your people. And I would call them my tribe, even though I know that yes. lots of other people. But I actually literally do have a tribe as an indigenous woman. So, <laughs> so my my tribe that I have built and nurtured, uh, and um, and that I've just given to really generously. I haven't spent lots of time selling to them over the years. Good it's things. just community stuff. Yeah, really, really loving on them, and um, that's been going on for like five years, maybe a little longer. That's so a long time. Yeah, so I think that you need a really loyal tribe, loyal family, you, tribe whatever community. Yeah. And I think you need some credibility and expertise. Yes, I, I just that. I just don't believe that you can be a nobody um with you know that you're you're 19 and you think that you know shit. I, I think that you need some experience. I think you need mm-hmm. to be able to draw on, I've done this and I've done that. And so that your voice has credibility otherwise.
0: And can I also add to that, because you've mentioned bringing in some experts from around the world. I think you need to have not just credibility with your followers, what really helps. And this is the thing I've really learned because I'm a bit of a lone wolf. And one of the things I've loved is building a community of people who work in my, my region from around the world in my area is you need to have credibility with your, to a certain extent with your peers yes. because they will also support it when it launches.
1: Yes, 100%. Yeah. I think absolutely. If okay, so with peers, all of that. If, if you don't time. have any esteem from your peers. No, that you no, that's, it, that's a problem, night.
0: right? So oh, Please yeah. tell us about the launch because it was actually freaking amazing to watch it. Have I told you the number? No, but I know that you were completely like blown away because things happened very fast. Yeah, yeah. So uh,
1: you know me. Uh, we've talked about money before, right? I have a firm position as a woman in business that I especially want other women to know what's available. And if we don't talk about, if we just talk about success, success to you and me look different. And so I'm I, the numbers are important to me. And in my launch week, I made fifty thousand dollars.
0: That's amazing.
1: I had no idea that was going to happen. Like zero. I thought if I could make ten grand for that first week, I'd be really, really happy. I would like. I would be happy. And I made that the first amazing. Day. I had invested 12 grand into the support and the tools to build it. And so within the first 24 hours, um, it had paid for itself. Everything after that was just... You know, and and it was a week that I spent in a daze, kind of unsettled, not really knowing what to do with myself. I mean, I had a plan for the week. I had only like three emails go out that week. I didn't spam everyone every day or anything, um, but I wanted to make the most of the launch week and the special offer. I had two different offers. I had um, the public launch offer, and then I had an extra special offer for the people that signed up for the pre-launch. And so, so I could get sales from both of those audiences. And I did, um, it just, it just was amazing. Given the fact that I had a course before and had tried yes, to. Sell and it had never worked because we were working little. on
0: that, you know, and we were like, this content's amazing. And why does no one pick it and how hey, let's do this? But it's because it wasn't, it was the, it was the the worldview of how you thought it should be, not the Shelley view of how it should be.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you think? Uh, I still don't have the answer right I still don't have the actual answer because when I'm delivering my email content is the thing that people rave about oh your emails
0: are great I love your emails (laughs) (laughs) um I read them all the time you're you're one of the reasons I always say guys you're a lover not a stalker you know you know if you send love through your emails and care through your emails People who open it will feel that wash of love come over them and feel attached to you. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, if they think it's too much, it's it's not your problem. You know, like just, if they think you're stalking, it's no problem. But you share that love. You are, they are readable, beautiful emails.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. So, So I still don't have the exact answer of why by itself it didn't work, but... Um, the platform is the school, the school of unprofessional writing. And we've got an offer for your peeps too.
0: Yes, we do, which I'm going to put in um, the show notes, which is very exciting for those of you that really struggle with writing. I, I really love the idea too, that there's parts in there that will help small businesses, you know, especially around Absolutely. the kind of, content writing, the processes. I'm imagining there's things in there about contracts and things like that as well.
1: There's a lot about um yeah legal documents that can be applied to contacts contracts there's lots of examples. I think that this is magic for small businesses because it, it gets you up to the play with everything that the research tells us is best practice. This is best practice for the voice that you use in relationship with your customers. So even just in your transactional communications, but also in terms of brand voice, right? And and the things that we can get wrong simply because we don't know any different or because we're following out-of-date advice. And so I do think that for small businesses who can't bring me in for eight grand a day, yeah, drop some cash on the online school. You've got a whole year to access it.
0: So I've got two questions for you one of them is around um one of the things I saw when I was watching you launch it was other people randomly popping up and going oh my gosh you know have you tried Shelley's school and oh my gosh I've done this did you physically ask people to do that like people do often suggest you do that or were they just doing it out of the spontaneous response
1: it was spontaneous I was I was overjoyed it was beautiful I yeah
0: that's amazing mm, yeah it's been that's super amazing fun. that's amazing and the second question which I can't remember but I'm hoping I'm going to remember in a moment I knew when I said second question I was going to get yeah. into trouble um, we'll,
1: we'll come back to you <laughs>
0: We'll come back. oh but one of the things I do like with this like obviously with the course are you still wanting to do in-person training or is this so that you can be released to do more keynote kind of motivational stuff what are you feeling
1: so at the end of 2020 uh I decided uh, like so many of us when COVID hit and we had our first big lockdown and and we hadn't experienced that before and so many of us who run our own businesses especially just were like oh my gosh I can breathe because because our calendars emptied out and stuff now on the one hand that was scary because you're like shit I need to make money on the other hand it was like oh, I needed this so bad. And then the follow-on reflection, which is, well, then why aren't I giving this to myself? Because no one else gets to decide what's go- what goes into my calendar. So holy crap, you know, like, What am I doing wrong? So at the end, by the end of 2020, I had decided that I was only going to work in three ways this year. Number one, I will train you in person. Number two, I will come and do speaking engagements. And number three, and I knew that this was just like a little extra, I wouldn't do it a lot. I will only write for you if I can do it in the way that I know works best for me, which is I come to you in person. We do an intensive day. I pick your brains. I tell you all to go away while I write. I bring you all back. We workshop stuff. I hand it over and I walk away. Right at at great expense because that's the only way that I want right, it to. And own. I
0: think at great expense is really important because I think when you decide that that's the the thing you're doing your joy, it is really important to set it at a price that you're going to be yeah. happy to do it. Because with writing, we can be happy to do it on that day that we sign it, but sometimes it happens to end up falling on a day where it is hard work that day. Yeah, every now and again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the only way I will write for people because the iterative process, the feedback and all it, it just devolves really fast and it's shitty and I don't like it. And so I will do it in this way. Right. So I decided that um, end of last year, uh, bring on this year. I was loving it. It was awesome. As COVID has hit, all of my in-person stuff has just been disappearing again. And that's been really hard. Um but when i launched the school as i was building the school i also started going huh what if i wanted to go back and study next year mm. what if the only work that i do next year is in the study breaks and oh. so so next and and that will also mean that i have to make the school work right yes it has to work yes. and and that when when you when something isn't just a nice to have it's a must have that changes something about what you do with it as well i think I think you dig a bit deeper maybe so next year I'm studying te reo Māori full-time in person attending classes Amazing! it's the only way I'm going to get to a level of fluency I'm really proud of that and then once I decided my son decided to do it with me too so it feels like my whānau is just stepping out
0: and so
1: so I'm still so next year I will be able to say to people look I've got x amount of days I've got of these two weeks that are available and then I've got these two weeks, like eight weeks later, that are available. And, and that's it. And that's I amazing. I think actually what I'm going to do is put a page on my website that basically says these are your windows for training. And as they get booked up, I'm going to put in the names of the companies that have booked me because I think that that will really, I think that that's, that's a good approach. People can go, wow. Because
0: you do work with big companies too, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I think, I also think that there is a power in this because, One of the things that both, I think both of us have gone through, many business owners do, is understanding we get to own our diaries. It's not the other way around. Because I, you know, I mentioned before (laughs) the show, I was saying, you know, everyone's getting a little bit tired of my indulgences because I'm trying to finish this book. I've told the publisher it's due, the editor and the publisher it's due in, in, in January. Done mm-hmm. 35K words, I've got another 30K to, 30 to do. Yeah. And um, I'm saying, I need more time for this. And I could just see this wave of another thing she's taking time to do. So <laughs> I already have a day for my podcast and stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm 50, and I'm just like, there is stuff that I want to do. If the business does not serve the heart pouring of what I want to do, what the hell am I doing it for?
1: Exactly. Exactly. I, I was like, wow, I wish I could. I really would love to learn Te Reo Māori full time, total immersion so that I can get really fluent, really, you know, really good at it. I don't think anything else is going to get me to that point. And, you know, I just kind of go, oh, that would be nice. Oh, that would be nice. And then going, what if I did? Okay, well, if I decide to, then I'll just make it work because that's how that's how everything works in my world. Once I yes. decide to do it, then, then I make it work. Because um, otherwise, what am I waiting for?
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I, I remember getting frustrated. Like I often find I'll get frustrated at other people who ha- are having a more liberated life than mine. That's my, normally my first sign that something's wrong. Because I'll go, how dare that person take three months off to do that beautifully thing that they really wanted to do? And then I go, hang on a minute. Why am I angry about this? It's their life. I'm not, you know, it's nothing to do with me. And I'm like, what is actually happening is how dare... I suppress the thing that is in me and I am being shown up by someone who has made an active choice to do move their life around the things that they prioritize.
1: Yeah and that, that it's just got to be that it's got to. Mm-hmm. Having said that I do believe that there are the years and years of hustle while you're yes, getting Sarah, I could not be where I am today if I hadn't spent a good maybe five years saying yes to fucking everything yeah. and working through the night and just nonstop. I agree. I, I do believe that that's part of it. Now, I know some women in business who have beautiful balance in their world and have chosen not to do that. And, and I love that they've chosen but not to do that. there will be a plateau, right? Well, I also see that the growth of their business is very slow. So if you're all right with that cool yes but you have to know that that picking one is going to have different outcome the outcomes are going to look different and so it's about what's most important to you because I I really respect those people who are like I'm just not willing to hustle
0: yeah, I do. I am too. I, I think I have a drive of something I want to do that needs the hustle to get there. Like I, so I think mm-hmm. for me, I have to have that balance. Um, mm-hmm. I know you and I are fans of Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Have you read Fix This Next by Mike McCullowitz?
1: No. no.
0: So that's what that's about. It's talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and business and how to get that aspirational life. Here's all the other things you got to get in place first.
1: Right. That makes perfect sense.
0: And that that really feeds it for me because I feel that I go, I can't just opt out. Um, And and it's interesting. You talk about, you know, you went, I don't want to have a team for me. I was like, actually, I want a team to serve clients in these areas. Um, But I also want to do this stuff here. And it's trying to find that balance. And I think I love that you've chosen this pathway of going to the course. Is there anything that you would have done differently looking back on it now or in terms of growing it moving forward and those sort of things is there anything you would have done differently or you wish you'd known before you started
1: i wish i learned how to manage my finances
0: earlier
1: yeah that's the only thing i really wish that i had like learned about profit first earlier and it was you who introduced me to profit first yeah only
0: because i also needed it (laughs) it just
1: changed everything yeah
0: Yeah. it just makes you feel in in control Yeah. Yeah,
1: and. Just understanding, right, that we're going to spend on our businesses what's available. So if you choose to limit what's available to your business because you are paying yourself first and everything, then just the logic is so smart, right? Uh, if I could go back, that's literally the only thing I would change. I don't think that I could have learned the things that I learned. I don't think that I would be where I am. Um, this idea of of the hustle or, you know, or not hustling, I went through a period of time where I wrote myself letters, like love letters mm-hmm. saying no more hustle. You do not need to hustle. Because re- I really had to love myself through letting go of the hustle and into the I need some spaciousness. I need I need to breathe. Figuring out what does what your ideal life look like, then that was always going to be a combination of working and fucking not doing anything or using my body, getting out into, you know, just scheduled time and non-scheduled time. And there have been a number of iterations of of time management approaches, how to to get that. Um, And I don't think I ever really started to get it right until I limited the kinds of work that I wanted to do. And I was only willing to do work that would bring me joy.
0: That's kind of me. I started going, these are the only two days a week that I do client-facing stuff. And the minute I started doing that, at liberated and, and then you have to make those days work because if you don't you don't have the money to do those other things so it was kind of similar I did have a question about your course because you talked about launch week and one of the things I see a lot of people do they go doors are closing at this time and all that sort of stuff did you do that like you had an early bird rate, which is different but did you do that like can people join at any stage yeah and what are you doing to market that ongoing to get people to come to it
1: um so I'm still just in the process of getting some um Facebook funnels and things set up. So um Evergreen Funnels is yep,
0: Evergreen Funnels I'm, are great.
1: What I'm planning. Having said that, uh there is some brand building to be done internationally. And so that's that's a slow part of the process. I learned Um rookie mistake jumped on Twitter. Everyone was getting so excited about the school, put a post on Twitter, got trolled horrifically because of my face and and stuff. Oh yeah. And it just caught me off guard because it does catch you
0: off guard, eh?
1: Until then everyone had been so positive about it and loving it. And um actually that I removed myself from Twitter because I spent a bit of time going why am I on here? What's, what am I trying to achieve here? Can I achieve my goals without being in this cesspit? And I was like, yes, I can. Okay. Bye-bye then. And i just, just gone. Very I
0: good advice. That's, I reckon that that's one of the things I love most about this podcast is saying you can not, you don't have to market everywhere to do no, this, right? No, because no, like the situations that make you feel unsafe. Well, the
1: guy who whose courses really inspired me and just because of what I'm about to say, I, I won't talk about exactly who he is and what he's doing, but he's not on Facebook for that exact reason, because on Facebook, people are super, super critical about the thing that he's doing. But on LinkedIn, he's just exploded and people are loving it, but he will not go on Facebook. And I fully yeah. agree that he shouldn't yeah. because there he gets attacked. He gets yeah. ripped in and so yeah figuring out where that where that is um I was going to ask you something what was it mm, oh so you asked me what am I doing to continue marketing that yeah uh always in my weekly or fortnightly blogs and emails so every every piece of content that I create it goes out in an email to my I've only got a couple of thousand people on my list mm-hmm. um out an email it goes onto my website it goes on as an article on linkedin and it goes on medium, right so one piece of content and it gets i'm just let's put it out there because each one of those places it's going to kind of reach A different yeah and once you've written it it's really easy to do yes, that it is um, and, and always in there, I try to have a link or two that will take people to my course, just like I always have a link or two that will take them to another piece of content, just like I will have a link or two to some ex- external things, you know, all of that, all that yes. good practice stuff. So continually, as I just put out into the world, what I put out into the world, there will always just be these little kind of nudges to get people over there. Yeah, exactly. There's that. Um, and follow up from my in-person trainings so that yeah. if a business has brought me in and they've enjoyed it then I'm like how about let's get this content for the rest of your staff so those corporate um, subscriptions Good idea. those kinds of
0: we things. talked about I think that's one of the things we talked about years ago was how do you get you in those places mm-hmm. without having to be you in those places and that makes a lot of sense
1: yeah and I, and I always knew that it had to happen but until it felt right
0: yeah and I, just, and I think this is a really important thing. Like, I, I promise everyone, we won't talk all day. Chili and I could do that. We have actually spent a whole day talking together before, so we could do yeah. it. <laughs> but I think what like, this is one of the key things with this is sometimes you can see something that you know has to happen in your business, but nothing is fitting to slide into that. Like, I'm thinking, you know, COVID came at the, COVID lockdowns came at the ideal time for this to happen to you, but you certainly couldn't plan for it nor wish it on anyone else for that to happen. And it just happened at a point where the lights were starting to go on around, this is how it could look right
1: yeah it was just serendipitous because yeah. in the first lockdown all I did was bake bread get fat and day drink like honestly I just I didn't like seriously and there were other people that were all pivoting their businesses and I was like Fuck all I was you. working
0: seven days a week helping businesses oh, yeah. and watching everyone else go I hate the fact that you guys have all got this time where you're going I have found myself during lockdown I am just wanting to have a few hours of sleep a night
1: yeah, you, you went <laughs> so hard but it was really beautiful generosity I loved I loved watching it right you gave so much support
0: yeah I burnt myself out to be honest but um but I I
1: also thought that that was happening too
0: yeah I I I feel like that burnout did what it what what has happened to you through not burning out like I feel it made me go what am I doing this for what am I actually loving still during burnout what tasks do I still love what lights my fire and it made me really realize that there were some things that have become, I guess it's the same with your writing. There were like I may I don't I don't even want you, I don't want you necessarily admit to doing this, but I know for me that there were some things I was doing for my job that I had done so many times I could literally do it half asleep. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's not a good place to be when you're working with a business. Yeah. My job is to stay sharp. So I didn't want to ever be in a position where I'm sitting with a business and I'm thinking about other stuff, but still managing to do what I'm doing for them. So I had to make sure that I was changing up what I did to make sure I delivered a better quality to clients.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. Whatever gets us there,
0: eh? Yeah. Whatever gets us there. It's the same, same end result, but a different journey to get there.
1: So I think we're running out of time, but I have a question for you.
0: Oh, you have a question and then I have to ask you to tell us how to find you. So yeah, that'd be perfect. Give me a question. <laughs> What is if if you could
1: compare what you see of me online now compared to what you first saw? What what change would? How would you describe that change?
0: Oh, that's a really interesting question because when we first met, you were wanting to be a you had this drive to do this keynote speaking thing, and I feel like you know I was saying to you, "Hey, this doesn't fit." But actually, I feel like you also couldn't see how it fitted together like you felt like you were like you were tossing out like I remember having conversations you're like I think I have to let this writing thing go to go Mm. be this other thing that is burning in me to be Mm. and I think somehow you've managed to find that authentic um, authentic what is that word authentic (laughs) Shelly um Shelly person the person you are is threaded through everything so you don't have to separate it yeah and I I find that that is the difference I feel like like you have a, a loud out like we've talked and you're quite quiet when you're talking with you and we're having a conversation we're very quiet they're passionate but they quiet conversations mm. um I feel like the public persona of who you were was very the very loud like mine is, the very loud one mm-hmm. but I didn't see the quieter bits through what you were doing that um you had always had humility but there wasn't that um raw emotional side mm-hmm. coming through yeah. yeah but I see it now
1: cool I love that that's thank you thank you I so so just in terms of development of brand right um because I know that that's one of our main focuses today. I was, I was, I created a Y Order design, which was my first company name, it's still the legal entity. Then I decided to train under my name, Shelly Davies, um, writing and training. And when you came into the picture, I was like, I am more than just writing more and training. Than me. How do I show that I am more? And I don't think I ever was really going to let the writing go, but I was like, how do I yeah. Can, can you it be? incorporated? Yeah, can it be one thing? And it was around then that I was like, okay, I'm just changing the, the logo and the tagline. It's not Shelley Davies writing and training with like a corporate looking kind of shape. It's my signature, so it's more personal. And it's writing, joy and badassery. And I had no freaking clue how anyone would respond to that. I didn't know the next time I showed up at Ministry for the Environment with my newly branded workbooks, if anyone was going to freak out. And my business cards, that have swear words on them but I I had to know I had to try it and writing joy and badassery just encaptured everything because the writing was still part of it but but it brought in that other part of me that everyone knows when they're in a room with me there's what you get right there's some love there's some excitement there's some passion there's some like fuck this shit it's part of it um and then um going from that to now like um, the founder of the School of Unprofessional Writing, right? So that's, I'm still Shelley Davies writing Joy and Badassery, but then there's this other part as well. And um, it's been cool. It's been cool to, figuring that out because, you know, I got to a point where I was like, oh, I'm more than a writing trainer. How do I let
0: people know well, that I'm? More than and a- I think that's that transition, isn't it? It's hard sometimes to work that through, but when you come on the other side, you can see that all the paths you're taking, all the steps you're taking led mm. you to here to get in mm. that that so if people want you to come be part of your school and we're going to put it in the show notes where do they find you where do they find oh. that and if they've gone oh my gosh I just need to have Shelly in my life somehow in yeah. a totally appropriate way where do they find you there for, t- for that as well
1: so just Google my name. If you can't find me under Shelley Davies, then I'm definitely doing something wrong. <laughs> if, you want to go, if you want to go straight to the online school, that's unprofessionalwriting.com um, or .co.nz. Both of them will get you there. And um, so, yeah, just like those are, the, those are the two options. They do speak to each other. So no matter where you land, you should be able to find out a bit more. And um, I was going to say, after the writing joy and badassery and to, to get to the school, it helped me realize you know, I've been this really fun, playful thing for a while, and now I'm a yeah. little bit more that's, rebellious. That's,
0: that's what I think. I'm like, it's rebellious, but there's like a, a like a, um, I'm trying to work the word, gravitas. That's the word I'm thinking of.
1: That yeah. Depth is yeah. there
0: that, that you've always had, but it's showing in what you say now. So when, even when you're being a bit playful and joyful, underneath it is this, I am saying this because I freaking live this shit that's yep. that's what I'm trying to say is I see that coming through whereas all I used to see was the loud play playful part the of yeah. yeah exactly but I think I think you had like I've I feel like I'm moving a little bit into this now I, I'm behind you on this but I I know I had to wear bright colors all the time and I did all these things to find that joy bright thing to push myself out to discover it mm-hmm. but once you're there you can start liberating yourself a bit yeah. and finding the actual voice
1: yeah yeah if you watch the development of my brand it's very very much the story of my personal development <laughs> right I'm, I'm feeling the strongest now than I ever have and I will always have that entertainer side of me and now I've just got a little bit more of a revolutionary side and I didn't know it was coming but now that it's here I'm like Let's
0: well, it. I can't I wait wow. like to see what happens after a year of you learning today to be honest <laughs> I think there's going to be some exciting developments from that
1: yeah. yeah well I'm going to study next year I'm going to work in between I'm going to keep pushing the online school putting it out there and keep growing the online school and that feels like a pretty good year come ahead That's to me amazing.
0: Thank you so much for being part of the show. Um, As normal, everyone, um, there'll be a little bit of an outro that goes through a couple of points that have come out of here that you can apply to your business. But Shelley, thank you so much for sharing so generously and, as always, authentically. And um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. I love that Shelley was able to recognise that having a course that was related completely and aligned to who she was and her brand and staying real to that was the defining factor of her success. I'm going to walk through a few other things that Shelley did really well that helped this happen. But first, I'd like to tell you about our course. If you go to mymethodmarketing.com, you'll be able to find information about our new brand new do-it-yourself marketing strategy course called My Map at Marketing that's designed for business owners who are not quite ready to work with a strategist and are budget conscious but know that they need to have a great strategy in place. I walk you through exactly the same process I would do with our one-to-one clients or our team would do. It helps you do everything. It's got over 120 videos and you'll walk out with a confident confidence in a marketing strategy and a step-by-step action plan that you'll be able to implement right away so go along and have a check if that's something that you'd need to be perfect for you i'm really excited because it's something that like shelly i've really been honest and true to how we do things and how we create things and so it's very much our style and our way of teaching you about marketing right let's go back to shelly for a moment shall we and how it applies to your business if you are doing a course this year and you're thinking about doing that, some of the things that Shelley did was build a community. She already had a good standing with a group of people. She had stayed in a particular niche and she was known for that niche and she created her course material within that niche she kept it very true to her own brand so she didn't try to make it something that she wasn't and I think that's really important if you've built a personal brand your course has to reflect that don't use marketing jargon words and other things and hot takes of ways to do it if that's not your style keep it the way that you would present and you would deliver because then people will do it. I think, too, the other thing that I loved about Shelly was she did do a launch week, and I think it's good to have prep around doing a launch week and hold and own it. I watched a couple of people do launch weeks last year who plainly felt really uncomfortable about it, and because they didn't believe in their own value and what they were delivering, it made it really hard for other people to believe it. You've got to work on your own faith here that this is something that's worthwhile and delivering. It's important to have more than one announcement. It has to be over and over again. That's why we've mentioned ours a couple of times on the podcast. Believe me, it's going to be everywhere when it finally comes out because you need to have that excess again. Don't feel like you're slamming it down people's throats. You'll be amazed at how many people only see one or two of those posts. So just tell, share your excitement, share parts and tidbits from it to do it. Shelly did such a great job because I could watch her excitement and her astoundedness when everything was coming together. So please think about that when you're doing it and creating it. Shelly's self-belief definitely does help add to her success and it's really important to gather that. I also love that she's adding to it as she goes. It's allowing her to be creative and develop things and I think that that also helps people feel that they're building a relationship with them as well. So there's some things you can do to help. Now, next week, we've got... Tracy Hancock. She is um, an amazing life coach. She is coming along to talk about the lessons that she learned when she started using Pinterest. She got amazing success, like truly amazing success. And so I wanted to find out how she did it. She also made a few mistakes. So she shares those with us too. And she's going to walk us through what she does and how Pinterest has helped her business. If you like this show, I'd love it if you rated and reviewed it today. It helps other people trust the show. Please hit subscribe if you'd like to hear from Tracy and other um, episodes coming up. And you can go and have a look at the back catalog if you want to listen to some old stuff from 2021. I hope you've had a great uh, start to the year and I'm going to talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in today to Map It Marketing with me, Rachel Claver make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. And if you want notes or information about today's podcast, go to rachelclava.com slash podcast for more information.